Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 120 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. This week we're going to speak with uh, Richie Brannigan. So Richie, hello to you and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Obviously, look, uh, people that follow social media and stuff like that will be very familiar with you at this stage. You love, I suppose, promoting our great sport. I do indeed. I think it's a huge part and parcel of the game. If we don't, if we don't, within the industry, promote it ourselves, uh, we have no chance. I myself have the writing on the van, everything for promoting greyhounds as pets. They make all my family is involved. Every one of them, the lads get up there. They love going out, seeing the pups, everything, the whole lot. They follow them all the way through. We rehome all our dogs. It's great, you know, great interest for any young lad as well growing up. Myself, when I started, like, my father got me into it. Um, he was always heavily involved in course, and I suppose, and I, we weren't in a position when we were younger, I suppose, at home to keep dogs. And I got in, tied in with Paddy. As everyone knows, Paddy, Paddy Brady, they would say to me, like, oh, is Paddy your father? He's not, he's not, but we might as well be better than son, as they'd say, because um, we go around so, together so long. So Paddy kind of took me under his wing and we started from there and he gave me my first dog, gosh, it must be 25 years ago now, a Marfield Hero. And I'll never forget it, he won a sprint in Clamell for me and it was like winning the derby. Yeah, absolutely. Fa- fantastic uh, memories there, um, Richie. You know, as you said, always, you know, great to get your your your, your first winner. So you're, go- you're going back a good couple of years now. I didn't think you were that old. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I am. I suppose. We won't, we won't uh, slow us down all year, any of <laughs> You were obviously bitten by the bug so straight away. Oh, straight away, straight away. Couldn't keep me away from it then. Couldn't keep me away from it. I, um, we dabbled our hands, I suppose. We bred a few litters here and there, I suppose. We always had winners, I suppose. It wasn't, you know, might have set the world alight, but we always got good enjoyment out of them. And the chances of getting good ones are very few and far between, as everyone knows. I suppose in 2019, we kind of really came to the fore I suppose Run Happy kind of put Marfield on the map if you like it, it was like oh where did this dog come from you know and that was down to a good friend of mine Ned Morrissey and Tom Quinn they bought the pup off me and the Pat Buckley trained him he was a great dog a very very great dog very unlucky not to win a derby and a champion stakes you know he was a super dog like and he kind of brought it to a fore and I have another good friend of mine now and he was on it before and he buys a lot of pups off me as well as Paul Ryan um, he's a good man as well he, Tip Top Taylor, you know, Murphy Taylor, great all them. She was kind of the start of getting up to the next level rather than having your, you know, we, we, we had our few good dogs, but not that level, like Derby Oaks class. So that was that was where it kind of really kind of kicked off. And, you know, as you know yourself, you see us regular in y'all. We do have a good few racing. Yeah, exactly. And just kind of going back into the whole run, run happy, happy, um, I suppose situation because obviously you now he's trying to you know kickstart his stud career and he's produced some really nice sorts already. I see Ian Fortune giving him a nice mention there on Talking Dogs last week. So hopefully that'll be the start of you know bigger and better things to come with a, a very talented tracker. And as you said, so close to winning that uh, Irish Greyhound Derby a couple of years ago. Oh, great, great nights. We had great nights with him, and I, like. For what for what he done and what you know, Linson Linson Bucko and Boy Sports, the Boy Sports dog when he caught him ten yards from the line, the derby like, like he, from limited numbers. Liam Peacock has a very good dog, Bogger Lucky twenty eight eighty one in Kilkenny on the clock. That's phenomenal, like, you know, like if, if, if it, and there's not many Tullamore Yak sons at stud, so he would deserve a good chance. So he's gone to Sean Burks now, so hopefully that will kickstart more. 
and get more more I, myself I have one out there this week we made them so very very good hopefully there's uh, plenty to look forward to there going forward and um, you know just going back into your association with uh, Patrick Brady of course you know that's um, you know kind of you know there's there's so many you know great and passionate Greyhound people involved in our sport and isn't it great to build up associations you know with obviously Paddy is, is kind of a, I suppose a lot older than you I hope you, I hope you won't mind me saying that but it's great to, to, to be involved with other people and give them a helping hand whether you're going galloping and racing and it really makes it all that more enjoyable oh it does for sure like um, Paddy I suppose it would be like a great man to me in you know in the aspect that I think he even though I worked for other trainers uh, I think he taught me everything I know and that's what I, I learned off is Paddy and everything Paddy says I do and that's the way we go you know I, I look I think he's a, he's a very good man with a dog when the dog is good enough he'll get it you know he'll get him to do it as you know her set you can see the record of Marilyn Eve down there in Yards. You know she's mixing it with the big boys. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose look, she she's worked more more than I mentioned. Marilyn Eve has has broke. I suppose the twenty nine second barrier around Yall and, and more than one occasion. It's always a big big run. She delivered another high class performance uh, last time when winning. So she's really operating at a, at a very very high level. And I'm sure uh, you'll be hoping that she can produce uh, stars like herself in in the coming years. Well, hopefully, and she has actually, not many people would notice, she actually has a litter of pups seven months old. So she has come back from a litter of pups and has won three, uh, the last three in a row in Yall. And any uh, any dog breaking 29 seconds in Yall, in my opinion, is very, very good. Uh, because I have seen it, and has done it, or done close to it, has went on to England to progress an awful lot. But she, obviously, she won't be going anywhere. She's the apple of her eye, like she stays, you know, she's she's there now, and that's, that's it, like sure. We have our mother and our grandmother as well, like so. It's, it's nice, you know, nice to breed ones, and you know that you see them growing and you see them, you know, progressing all the way up along, and they they turn out good and whatever whatever way they turn out, we'd always look after them the same as you know, and rehome and whatever one we want 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 to do. And she was just there for lucky with her that she's very good and she's a member of a good liver. Her sister went to the final of the gold collar in um, England, um, but lads in in England bought her off me as a pup and I reared her and schooled her. Uh, PJ's forever and another brother's story is Andy we sold him out of y'all after qualifying in 29-20 he's done some nice runs in Shelburne he's gone to the UK now um, so like it's very nice like, you know it's a good feeling yeah, it sure is. And uh, as you said earlier, your your own family is well involved. Of course, uh, you'd often see plenty of uh, Brannigan owned runners racing around you all as well. So it's uh, kind of a real family affair. Oh, it is. Uh, look, my, 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 my dad um, has two. He likes to keep two. And, you know, that keeps him going as well. Like, so it get, gets him out in the morning and gets him doing things. Like, But, like, look, he won't do what I tell him anyway. He'll do the opposite. But <laughs> he has his own way of doing things. Like, it's just, it's everyone has their own way of doing things. But he has a bit of luck as well. Like, he's. He'd always come on for a couple of pups off us and, and do them and we'd rear them and, you know, we'd give them back to him 12 months old then and we'd say, look, they're ready to go now and you, you have to start them and, you know, we'll we'll bring you whatever you want to do and there's no problem there. Like, and he is, he's fairly decent with them as well. Like, he's well able to turn them out. Like, so, you know, it's, it's, it's decent. He, he has a new entailer bitch and, and, and a broad-strand bono bitch there. And two of them are after, one of them was after winning around Joel and the other one was after running our first race. She, the new entailer one qualified in 29.66. She's actually A4, but we think a bit of her. Like, and of course, look, for, for most of the people involved in, in, in the Greyhound um, game all over the country, it's just all about producing a winner, whether it's um, A6, A7 grade, really doesn't matter for, for the majority of, majority of us involved in this great sport. Oh yeah, any winner. Be it from your open class, your A10, you get the same kick out of it. 
you get the same kick out of it. Um, it doesn't. It's just when you when you're after putting in the work and you see that dog cross that line in front, it's just you you feel like oh, I've done something right here and I I'm on the ball now and what I'm doing now is working perfectly and hopefully I can keep it going. Like it's it. it I always said, <laughs> Paddy said this to me and. An old man once said to him, he said, it doesn't matter you cross the line in front what time. He said, you're a winner is a winner. So, no, it doesn't matter. The time is irrelevant. The winner is a winner. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. And uh, many of our listeners, I suppose, will be wondering, I suppose, why the likes of, you know, Paddy Brady and Richie Brannigan, when they have Clanmel on, on their doorstep, make the trip to y'all. Obviously, look, there's always a big pool of, you know, greyhounds that are racing around y'all. So I suppose they're coming for a reason, Richie, and it's obviously something you enjoy doing. Oh, without doubt. Look, the lads blowing you all are second to none. I find it a great track, maintained to the highest, the highest standards. Anytime I could go down there for trials, I could be there three times a week, you know, twice racing and once down for trials. I find a good, friendly atmosphere, great crack. Uh, everyone from the racing manager to Paddock Stewart's, the lads in the bar, the upstairs, yourself, Tommy Lyons, we have a good crack like it's a, very friendly and uh, I enjoy it y'all and I sincerely hope it stays going for the foreseeable future yeah exactly look I suppose we won't we won't go into too much detail but just in terms of you know y'all obviously look um, you know the, the situation is, is probably unknown what's going to happen going forward but uh, a lot of worried people there oh there's down to be there's down to be like I see a few videos and everything like that like there's a grade for every dog in y'all you know it's it, like it's it's SIS race and there is a grade for every dog like there is race for every dog and you will get your turn to win you know it it, it, it'd be damn hard probably to keep your lower grade dogs to run at your your non your your non SAS tracks like you're going to be meeting a hot one every now and again like so you know that's a that's a big worry if you know if it does go like if you know it's a huge like I myself think you win one and five and it's up to yourself after that like if you go up the grades you go up the grades there's nothing you can do about that but it always levels out that's exactly well put so look we'll, we'll hope it um, hoping for positive things in, in, in the coming months and uh, do you know I suppose uh, finally before we finish up um, obviously look uh, what everyone is, is dreaming of, of big success and coming across the next big star and I'm sure you're no different than anyone else oh I'm no different than anyone else I, I, exactly I'd be, I'm always hopeful like I've Neve's mother, Marathon Sue, has been a good broodwitch for her. She was a full sister to Run Happy, like, and we still have her mother, Taylor, who was Run Happy's mother. So you'd be always hoping if nice pups coming on by Pistana and Broadstam Bono, literal good news is like, so you'd be hoping there's one or two in that. That would be very good, like, that would be very good. I, I have a dog, and you <laughs> you like him a lot too. It's just a matter of getting his trapping right, is the Marathon Diaz dog. We think an awful lot of him. Yeah, yeah d- definitely a very fast dog. Capable of a big run, he just needs to get the trapping right. But that will come, he's only a May pup, so hopefully. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, keep an eye on him. He'll be running in the, the SIS uh, racing system around y'all, and I think uh, he'll be winning plenty of races over the course of the uh, coming uh, weeks. So uh, keep an eye on him. And, you know, obviously, the, the, before we finish up, the breeding side of things is obviously you take something very serious as well. And, you know, you've got a kind of couple of high class broods, so there is a lot to look forward to going forward. Oh yeah, we try to breed two to three litters a year. Sometimes it might go four litters, um, depending on the bitches or that. Look, we we have a motto that we like to work with. We don't like overly racing our brood bitches. Some people might say that's oh that's madness. That's this. That's our way. You know, Marfield Taylor had seven races. Marfield Sue had one race. Marfield Neve, the next time she comes in season, she might end up with twenty five races. The next time she comes in season, she's retired. 
that's our, you know that's the way we 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 like to do it anyway. They go back all paddies breed the very lightly raised, so it's just a matter that we we find works for us. It mightn't it mightn't be everyone's cup of tea, but we find it works for us. Yeah, and at the end of the day, look, that's what it's all it's all about. Um, you do what works for you. So yeah, I think that's about it, Richie. Anything else you'd like to add before we finish up? Oh, I'd like to just say uh, I think you're, you're you're doing great work promoting the sport, and it's absolutely fantastic and. Long live the sport, and hopefully we can, you know, get this out to as many people as possible, and make people aware of what we do, and you know, everything is good in the industry, and you know, just, just, just we try our best, and uh, hopefully everything can keep going. Yeah, exactly. Look, very, very well put. Uh, we're wishing yourself and uh, uh, Paddy Brady and your your family, everyone involved, the uh, best of luck and continued success in the world of greyhound racing going forward. And uh, it was absolutely sp- fantastic uh, speaking with you on the podcast today, Richie. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a million, Barry. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.